the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. We are 17 days away from the midterm elections. And folks, I can't wait until Election Day to send a message to the mainstream media, to big tech, to the Democrats, that we are, we're not going to bow down, we're not going to surrender, we're going to stand up on the two, the, the, the two legs that the good Lord gave us, we're going to straighten our spines, and we're going to fight for the United States Constitution. That's the message. Uh, folks, we've got a terrific show. Uh, Congressman James Comer is coming up. Uh, he's going to be leading the Hunter Biden investigation. So once the Republicans take charge of Congress, he will be the point man uh, on that investigation. Also, Carrie Lake is going to be here a little bit later on as well. And wow, is she just tearing it up in Arizona. And uh, I also have to apologize uh, a little under the weather. And Grace Baker, this is a bit disconcerting and concerning because I have to leave here, fly to Los Angeles tonight, where and tomorrow I'm hosting the uh, Pacific Justice Institute Gala in Anaheim. Well, can I just say for some context, here in Memphis, Tennessee, it has been, you know, highs, 50s, lows, 30s, and by Sunday we're at a high of 80-something and a low of 60-something. So I think half of this is the weather. I mean, if you know anything about Memphis, if you don't like the weather, stay five minutes because it's going to change. And and I am just, I, yeah, I just got smacked around. I woke up in the middle of the night with a throat thing, uh, which is not a good thing if you're... Um, <laughs> If you're going to be emceeing a big debate, I think That's Charlie the worst thing. Charlie Kirk uh, will be speaking, Mike Huckabee. So I've got to make sure uh, that we have docile tones coming out of the uh, um, out of the mouth of Todd Stearns. Well, we've got you some throat lozenges, some tea. So we're trying our best over Any here. apple brandy? That's supposed to that's supposed oh, to Oh, that's work true. Too. I've never tried that. Yeah, that could make for an interesting show come the yeah, third hour. Yeah, maybe that's, don't try that right yeah, now. So, so any yes, yeah, so any of you have home remedies, I am up for uh, ideas today on that. Look, the breaking news that just came out of Washington. Steve Bannon has been convicted of refusing to show up and refusing to honor a subpoena. Uh, to Congress. So uh, Bannon was summoned before the January 6th kangaroo court, and like a uh, God-fearing American patriot, Steve Bannon uh, told them where they could stick that subpoena. 
And uh, now the the latest information coming out of Washington is Bannon just moments ago was found guilty of two counts of contempt of Congress. And he is facing a four-month sentence and a $6,500 fine. Now, the Biden the Biden administration wanted him to spend six months in jail, and they wanted a $200,000 fine. Bannon is going to be um, able to stay uh, free while he appeals the judge's, uh, the, the judge's ruling. Each contempt of Congress count carries a minimum of 30 days and a maximum of one year in prison. Now, here's what you need to know about this. There is a double standard when it comes to justice in our nation's capital, ladies and gentlemen. There's one set of rules for the Democrats and another set of rules for everybody else. And I say this because former Obama Attorney General Eric Holder faced the exact same charge as Steve Bannon, uh, except a little bit worse because uh, Eric Holder was accused of harboring documents. And Eric Holder was also accused, like Bannon, of refusing to honor a subpoena and show up to testify. But Eric Holder was not sent sent to jail. Eric Holder was not fined. Neither was Lois Lerner, one of the most evil women in America, the woman who single-handedly attacked and personally audited pro-life groups, Christian ministries, and yours truly, a very evil woman. So it's very clear to me that there's a double standard. If you're a Democrat, you get a get-out-of-jail-free card. But if you're a Republican, well, you better watch out. Because the Biden administration has weaponized the Justice Department. And they're going after Biden's political enemies. And they're really not Biden's political enemies. I mean, Biden can barely get through an episode of Blue's Clues. We're talking about people within the Obama world and that circle that's actually running the country right now. And they're coming after us. That's why we have seen in recent days so many of these early morning raids, the FBI raiding the homes of pro-lifers all over America. We've seen the FBI raiding the homes of moms and dads who have complained about their local school boards. There have been knocks on the door, by the way, by ATF agents. Any parent who goes to complain at the school board, they've been getting a knock on the door demanding to know the whereabouts of their weapons. This is all meant to bully and intimidate. They want to silence you. And and ladies and gentlemen, we just can't we can't be silent here. Don't be don't be put off by all of this. Now, I do do you live in fear? No, but you know, you prepare. You know, you know, I think the the staff here knows that if I don't show up for the show, there's a pretty good chance that um a bunch of black SUVs hauled my butt off somewhere. So you have you make plans and you prepare. These are really evil people we're dealing with here, folks. And I know we like to joke and we like to have a good time and we like to chuckle, uh, but there is some serious evil going down here. And that's why, you know, going back to the pandemic, when they were shutting down our churches, they were ordering the Jews to break up funerals. They weren't, the Jews were not allowed to bury their dead in New York City. Comrade Bill de Blasio, who's an avowed communist, ordered the police that actually showed up with a bullhorn in hand to shut down funerals and wakes in Jewish areas of New York City. So this has been going on for a very long time. Look at how many preachers were slapped with summons, how many churches 
were issued fines because they refused to shut their doors during the pandemic. There's some evil going on here, folks. So look, Steve Bannon just a few moments ago, and Kyle, I think we have this audio. It's the longer version I'm looking at here. Uh, This is Steve Bannon talking to reporters just a few moments ago. My direction. Yeah. Hang on. I I, I want to. By the way, I want to say one thing. I I respect uh, the judge. The sentence he came down with today is his decision. I fully respect. I've been totally respectful of this entire process uh, on the legal side. I also want to make one other statement before I talk about a broader topic. More than any person in the Trump administration, I testified before the Mueller Commission for more hours. I testified in front of uh, Chair Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee more than any other person in the Trump administration. I, attest- I testified in front of the Senate Intelligence, I think, more than any. All about the issues related uh, to uh, to Russia Gate, to all of that, okay? The same process every time. I had lawyers that were engaged, they worked through the issues of privilege, and at that time, I went and testified. And, I, and, and this thing about uh, I'm above the law is an absolute and total lie. Now, more importantly, more importantly, the judge, today was my judgment day by the judge. And he stated for the appeal, and we'll have a very vigorous appeals process. I've got a great legal team, and there'll be multiple areas of appeal. But, as that sign says right there, can we have the vote sign? On November 8th, on November 8th, on November 8th, there's going to have judgment on the illegitimate Biden regime, and quite frankly, and quite frankly, Nancy Pelosi and the entire committee. And we know which way that's going. Either they've already been turfed out like Liz Cheney, right, or have quit like Kinzinger and other Democrats, or they're about to be beaten like Luria and others, or they will lose their power and become a minority and Nancy Pelosi and and, uh, Tom's Chairman Thompson, all of it. This is a, this is a, this is democracy. This is democracy. The American people are way in measuring what went on with the Justice Department and how they comported themselves. They're weighing and measuring that right now, and they will vote on November 8th. They will vo- hang on. They will vote. Hang on. They will. They will know. They will know. Can I go ahead and finish? Can I? Thanks. They, on November 8th. On November 8th, the American people will raise judgment, and we will broom. The Biden administration ends on the eighth evening of the eighth of November. And let me be. Let me. Some other thing is that the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, will end up being the first Attorney General that's brought up on charges of impeachment, and he will be removed from office. Thank you very much. There you have it. Uh, wow, those the screaming uh, magpies in the back are a bunch of Mexican Manchu-wearing gals with uh, unknown pronouns, and uh, they were shouting "traitor" and trying to shut down Steve Bannon, but he wasn't having any of it. You don't, you're not, they're not going to be able to out out bluster or bloviate Steve Bannon. So look, I here's the bottom line: I stand with Steve Bannon here. I do. Now, you may not like the guy, you may not like his style, and that's all well and good. The man's an American citizen. The man has done a great job for his country, and I believe that this is nothing more than a political attack. 
Now, going back to an issue that we talked about briefly on this program yesterday, and the story came out later in the show, there was a report out that Kevin McCarthy, in an interview with a journalist, said that he did not intend on impeaching President Biden. That he said that as far as he could tell, there's been nothing impeachable happening in the Biden administration. Really, Mr. McCarthy? Really, sir? Maybe Mr. McCarthy would like to look at our open border. The president put his hand on a Bible. We're assuming it was a Bible. And he took an oath. He swore to protect the country from enemies, foreign and domestic. And now we've got millions of illegals literally invading our nation, flooding our towns and cities. What about that? What about the fact that the president has intentionally weakened the United States military to the point where many military leaders do not believe we are capable of fighting and winning a war? Or what about the fact that the president is literally draining our national oil reserves and putting us all in grave danger? Oh, there's plenty of stuff to impeach this guy on. But I'm afraid the Republicans are about to go a little squishy. And by Republicans, I mean Republican leadership. And folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, we cannot go back to the way it used to used to be. We cannot go back to the old school, wishy-washy, Boehner, Martini, eyes crying Republicans. We cannot do that. So the question is very simple as we go to break here. Should the Republicans impeach President Biden? 844-747-8868. And a second question, do you want to see Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Illegal drug trafficking has turned our southern border into a war zone. It's a war that no one wants to talk about. That's why I urge you to see Border Battle, the new six-part limited documentary series from Turning Point USA. It exposes the sheer evil and inhumanity of drug cartels and the illegal drug trade. Fentanyl has killed tens of thousands of Americans. It's so dangerous, just three grains of fentanyl can kill you. Border Battle reveals how illegal immigration, human trafficking, and America's drug crisis has only been made worse by decades of government neglect. Today's drug cartels are militarized, with sophisticated weapons, tanks, and drones that drop explosives on their drug competitors right on our southern border. We've never seen this before in the history of our country. Hear directly from Drug and Border Patrol agents about the horrific conditions along the border and what life is really like on the front lines. Watch Border Battle now. Download the full six-part documentary series at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. What we need, ladies and gentlemen, and by the way, welcome back to the Tom Starnes Radio Show. What we need on Capitol Hill in Republican Party leadership, we need a, a pit bull. But what we got in Kevin McCarthy is a chihuahua. So we need somebody that's going to be a fighter. That's all I'm trying to say. Let's go to the phones. What say you? 844-747-8868. Keith is listening to us on the talk station in North Carolina. Hey, Keith, what's on your mind? Well, as I'm driving through the North Carolina landscape, I'm listening to you on the radio. And it just 
I'm a retired attorney, and sometimes we file civil rights lawsuits against government entities. This is what, there ought to be a cause of action. In other words, you can sue these people individually if it can be proven that they were arbitrary, capricious, and malicious in their prosecution and or their investigation. There's absolutely no reason why people such as Steve Bannon should have to spend all of this money to defend themselves against what is obviously arbitrary, capricious, and malicious. Now, to go, the, the person ought to be required, they ought to be held personally responsible. Get rid of this sovereign immunity for anything a government official does. So, Keith, being an attorney, I, I want to ask you a question, and we're off the record here. I don't want to get a bill from you, so I know how attorneys are. <laughs> so here's the, here's the question, Keith. Is it possible, going back to, to President Trump, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. They were talking about how the president was harboring documents that were classified, top secret, national security was at risk, and it's as if that whole thing has disappeared. And I'm wondering, Keith, if the Democrats on that committee – and within the Justice Department, realize that Trump didn't really break any laws, and they're trying to they're trying to go in another direction, and they're using people like Steve Bannon, uh, Scott Perry from the House Freedom Caucus, and others uh, as their um, scalps, if you will, their pound of flesh. Well, that's it's called a diversion. They're keeping the they're, they're keeping people watching the left hand while the right hand is doing something else. Uh, there you go. You see, Keith, it's a it's a brilliant observation you make, and we've got to pay attention to this stuff. Uh, you know, the average American, they're not going to be into all of this. So if you're listening to talk radio, and Keith, God bless you, thanks for the call. But if you're listening to talk radio, you have a responsibility to take what we're talking about. And this is one of the reasons why we post links to our information on our website, so you know we're not speaking out the wazoo here, but we're actually doing our homework and we're investigating all of this. And, and we've got, folks, I'm telling you, this, as Tom, or rather, as, our, as Keith said from North Carolina, this is a diversion. They know they can't get Trump. They've got nothing on him. So they're going after Trump's staff, his supporters, the pro-lifers, the moms and dads, and the list goes on and on. All right, real quick, let's go to Oakwood, Georgia. Tom, WDUN. Tom, what say you? Um, I'm getting back to you from your comments yesterday about Kevin McCarthy and supposedly not wanting to bring impeachment charges against Biden. And, and I've thought about that, and, and I go back to, uh, if you remember, a couple of years ago when uh, our friend um, in Congress here in the 10th, um, Jody Heiss, voted for Jim Jordan for, for Speaker, and Kevin McCarthy infamously ripped his chairmanship away from the Arms and Services Committee. Sure and with with the red wave anticipation in the House, and a lot of those people joining the Freedom Caucus, I think Kevin McCarthy is almost committing political suicide because um, there is a lot of people not only wanting Kevin McCarthy, um, Kevin McCarthy to be involved in, in bringing impeachments, we have a whole list of characters in that regime that need to be brought to justice. Well, and, and well I, Tom, I let me just say this. Mitch McConnell. Oh, well, yeah, we, we've got more on Mitch coming up in just a few minutes. But, Tom, we're coming up on a break here. we got to let you go. I want you to remember something about Kevin McCarthy. Caught on the secret tapes saying that he's had it with Trump, that he was not going to be supporting Trump, and it goes on and on and on. 
so it's not as if we're just making this up. I don't think you can trust Kevin McCarthy to do the right thing. And again, I I think the American people, and if, if I am wrong, you call and you will go right to the top of the, the line up here, folks. But I think the, the average Republican is sick and tired of the country club. Can't we all just get along? Capitulate to the Democrat GOP. They're ready for somebody to throw some political punches. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. I believe Kevin McCarthy is not the proper person to lead the House. Marjorie Taylor Greene is. Not only is she articulate, but she's run a multi-million dollar corporation. She addresses the issue and she speaks about it clearly and scares the Democrats. I was a Democrat for 26 years. I'm a Republican for 30 years. Marjorie Taylor Greene should be the one to take over the House. Not only will she respond appropriately but clearly articulately and do a wonderful job thanks all right well thank you uh that is joe from john's creek georgia joe left us a comment on our awesome app you say todd how can i get that app how much is it going to cost not going to cost you anything all you got to do is go to toddsterns.com click on the live show blog and uh, you'll be able to download the app all right real quick let's go to the phones here charles in north carolina Wants to weigh in on this crazy story out of Washington today. Charles, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Good afternoon. I'm just uh, counting down the days to November 8th. Yesterday, I went out and voted early. First day of early voted here in North Carolina. And I can't tell you how good it felt to vote Republican up and down that ballot. Just made me feel like I was sticking it right to the the Dems, you know. Uh, But anyhow, what I wanted to talk about is your question. uh, Should should Joe Biden be impeached? and my answer is absolutely, Todd. And I'm not saying that because uh, I dislike Biden or he's a Democrat. Uh, he has clearly committed crimes. When you look at what's happening on our southern border, uh, he is not enforcing federal law. He's facilitating migrants coming across the border and, uh, you know, distributing throughout the United States. He's not protecting states from an invasion when they request the protection from the federal government. And then you couple that with what's on Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, the corruption, the payoffs, the political influence, the crib uh, pro quos, all of that thought. He's got to be impeached. And here's the thing. 
even if the Republicans take control of the House and Senate, about the best they can do is stall Biden's agenda. Uh, and I don't think we have another two years uh, to wait. I think Biden can do a lot of damage in two years. And Todd, what I would like to see, and you know, we've talked about this before, but I would love to see such a huge red wave of new incoming uh, MAGA Republicans come in office and get Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House and go after Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and impeach, impeach both of them and put Donald Trump right back up there in the White House where he should be. <laughs> And then, yeah. Well, I I like that idea, Charles, um, and, and I think it would be thoroughly entertaining. Uh, but I think it would also be very effective and very powerful too, uh, if in fact the president is, you know, if the president would accept if the offer was made. And of course, for all you uh, uh, constitutionalists out there, uh, you do not have to be a sitting member of Congress to be elected Speaker of the House. So, uh, Charles, that is certainly possible. Charles, good thoughts. Thanks for the call. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles says he'd like to see Donald Trump as Speaker of the House. What say you? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Early this morning, I received a message from our great affiliate in Moorhead City, North Carolina, the talk station. And they've been all over a story that a lot of other people have not. Not only the talk radio station, but also the Carolina Journal. And we have Teresa Opeka, who wrote a story for the Carolina Journal about this crazy event, a drag show event at an art museum. First of all, Teresa, welcome to the program. Hope you're doing well. I am, Todd. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Teresa, what's going on here? Give our national audience just a a brief nugget of what was going on at the art museum. Okay, sure. So there looked to be a drag queen story hour that was supposed to take place at the North Carolina Museum of Art um, for children as young as two, along with parental supervision, of course, but that's what it was geared toward. It was called Artful Storytime. Um, and it was brought to light nationally, you know, through Twitter, through other forms of social media. Um, but it was canceled. And another thing is they, they've done this in the past. So, yeah, there's um, been a lot of outcry. But as you, as you mentioned at the top, not much is being talked about regard, you know, except for, you know, the radio station yesterday and uh, uh, Carolina Journal covering this. And and I think that's hugely important because, again, it shows the power of media and it shows yeah. the power of talk radio and you can get the word out and you can actually make a difference, but you got to be willing to, to make the calls and stand up and be heard. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it does bear, you know, repeating this to people if you are angry about this tell your representatives and senators um because the north carolina museum is funded in part by taxpayer uh dollars and you see Teresa, i don't know where you stand on this but me if how you want to live your life that's up to you and and almighty god right just don't expect me to endorse your decisions and don't expect for me to pay him pay for them with my tax dollars (laughs) And and don't shove it in the faces of the children. Exactly, exactly. Of course, and I yeah, I do agree with you, Todd. And, and it's to, you know it it's I don't know what they're getting out of this. Um, the drag queen community or North Carolina Museum doing this, but 
you're 100% correct. I, I'm, I will read from your uh, very well-written story here. Uh, and, folks, we have a direct link to uh, Teresa's piece on our live show blog. You you say, again, this was a, a, a children-friendly event for children as young as two years old. Um, one of the drag queens named Stormy Day, and uh, one of the uh, queens is also known as the House of COXX. I, I don't believe I can say that on national radio, and no, nor do I want to. Right, that's where they come from. That's that's their, where they come from. The the, right, the organization. Yeah. Oh boy. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, have was there anyone from the museum that that explained? Okay, why they thought this was a good idea? Uh, no, they did not. You know, we originally asked them. You know, has this event been uh, canceled, or has has this event been scheduled rather? And they all they mentioned was it's not part of their schedule, and they gave us a link to it. And so we followed up with, well, has it been canceled? We didn't hear anything further. There was no further explanation, so we did not get a further response. Now, I am impressed because you guys uh, got a statement from the Speaker of the House there in uh, North Carolina, Tim Moore, a Republican from Cleveland. Uh, what did he have to say? Yeah, so he was definitely appalled by it, and um, he said he was glad that parents' outcry got it canceled. And as you see in the article, he says the sexualization of young children is unacceptable. Parents will not stand for it. And he said if any more events become a trend like this, he will take action to ensure the tax dollars are not used for such events. So he's basically putting his foot down when it comes to this. Good for him. Good for him. And, and I'm yes. wondering, have have you, uh, has the radio station gotten any blowback, you know, as a result of reporting all of this? Uh, we have not. Um, I'm not sure about the radio station. I, I do know that the museum's Twitter page has gotten a lot of fallout from it. People are responding against it. So they've gotten a backlash. But we haven't had any at all well i am glad to hear that i know in memphis tennessee we had a very similar situation this is where we are based and we have a taxpayer funded museum and they sponsored the family friendly drag show and uh it turns out the media did cover it but only from the perspective that this was a great thing for tolerance and exposing young children to the lgbt lifestyle which by the way drag is men dressing up as women that's i've never have really been able to understand where that is in the lgbtqi or a right correct correct and as someone i mean people have mentioned and the host yesterday lockwood on his on his uh show it it is kind of demeaning we're not kind of it is demeaning toward women when you think about it in that respect well said. Well, look, Teresa, congratulations. Uh, well done. Uh, it's, it's a great story, and most importantly, it facilitated some change, and a wrong was righted there uh, in the Moorhead City, um, North Carolina area. So congratulations. Oh, thanks so much, Todd. Thanks again. All right. Teresa Opeka, and we've got a link to her story over on our live show blog, so you can read it for yourself. There aren't that many great journalists out there like Teresa, so you folks over in Moorhead City, uh, you better make sure call her editor and say well done. Give her a, give her a thumbs up. All right, um, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, opening up the phone lines eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That is our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Now, all this month, we are raising money for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom, and folks, we are wrapping up another busy week here on the program. And I want to take a moment to remind you of the critical importance of your support for ADF. 
Have you donated yet? That's the question. Have you donated? It is so easy. All you have to do is go to ToddSterns.com and click on the ADF banner. One of our callers let us know yesterday she dropped over $50, and we just so appreciate that. Whatever you can give, they will appreciate. ToddSterns.com, click on the ADF banner. Mike Ferris joined ADF back in 2017, and he says the vicious attacks on their clients' religious freedom these days more intense than ever. The fierceness of the attacks, along with just the sheer numbers of them, the number of calls that we're getting from parents who are at wit's end about what's going on with their kids in the public schools, where they're being taught that their kids are inherently racist because of their skin color, and they're being taught that their Christianity makes them an oppressor. We're aiming to fight and win, and uh, we need people to stand with us. We sure do. And if it can happen to those parents, it can happen to you. Look at what just we just talked about this in Moorhead City, North Carolina. So the way you can stand with ADF to make your generous gift of $100 is simply go to ToddSterns.com. You click on that banner, and they're going to double your gift thanks to a generous supporter of Alliance Defending Freedom. Again, that's ToddSterns.com. Click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner. Thanks to you great Americans, MyPillow is an amazing company. And Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You get a standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, only $19.98. You're also going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products like MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, my slippers, so much more. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to get Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98. Or you can call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506. All right, coming up, Congressman James Comer is going to be here right after the top of the hour news. Also, Carrie Lake is going to be here in the last hour of the program. A lot of ground to cover between now and then, and we're so glad that you guys have been hanging out with us. Real quick, I want to give you an update on an interactive poll. Uh, this is a, a big poll coming out of Pennsylvania. In September, John Fetterman was up by uh, 18 points over Dr. Oz. Now the numbers are are narrowing. Uh, John Fetterman now up by three. So in September, um, there's so there's been an 18-point swings from September to now in Pennsylvania. So that gives you an idea of where things are going. All right, let's get to the uh, phones here. 844-747-8868. Kim on the talk station in North Carolina. Kim, what's on your mind? Hey there, Todd. So I'm calling to say that the states have the authority to stop probably 80% of what's going on. They have the authority. They're the only ones that have the authority to step in and take the country back away from the corrupt federal government. The states are not doing their job. And people like yourself and other people that have platforms need to start calling out the states and holding them accountable. They have abdicated their responsibilities to the federal government for far too long. The federal government holds the purse and therefore 
states are afraid to take the federal government on. They're afraid they're going to lose their funding. That's called robbery. We need to start naming it for what it is. We need to start demanding the states do their job, and we need to start demanding a convention of states. All this talk about drag shows, it's important. Absolutely. It's disgusting. Absolutely. The border, it's disgusting. Yes, absolutely. These are problems. But it's the state's job to run the states in the country, not the federal government. Well, to give you an example, Kim, yesterday we were uh, we got word about the CDC, and uh, they have added the China virus vaccine to the list of childhood immunizations. Well, that's not a decision the federal government can make. That is a decision that each individual state has to make. So the question and the anger and the hostility needs to be directed at your state house. So, again, this is why, and God bless Donald Trump for putting these strict constitutionalists on the Supreme Court because they're undoing a lot of unconstitutional stuff. The government had way too much power it was not authorized to have, and the Supreme Court's returning that power back to the states, which makes every state house election vitally important. <laughs> Are you serious right now? What do you mean? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm shocked that you would say that because that I would say what? That that that, that the Supreme Court is is returning things. No. Joe Biden. So, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to let you just laugh at me here. All right, you're going to keep talking, Kim, but I'm going to keep talking. No, no, no. Let me finish here. Are you telling me the Supreme Court did not overturn Roe v. Wade? Did that not happen? Was that just a figment of my imagination? Joe Biden is disregarding the Supreme Court decisions, honey. Over honey, and over. honey. Well, let me yes, tell you something, Kim. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, and guess who gets to make that decision now? That is a that state decision. decision. That's one decision, but that's not. That's not crime. That's not. So, what? You got a problem with that? Do you have a problem with what the Supreme Court did there, Kim? No. What I have a problem with is the fact that Joe Biden has disregarded some of the Supreme Court decisions. Which name? Uh, yes, he has. We've been calling that on this program. So I'm not right. sure why you're riled up at us. I'm not riled up at you, but you saying that the Supreme Court is rolling back what he's doing—that's why I left. He is—he is laughing at the Supreme Court. He has literally said that nobody can mess with the Biden. I he see. Is so, so, Supreme Court. so just disregard. It's state responsibility. I see. To take She's just going to keep back. talking here. So let me know when you're finished talking, so I can jump in here. Sure, I'm done now, Todd. Go ahead. All right. So, Kim, are you telling me that Trump made mistakes when he put the three justices on the court that he put on the court? I never said anything about Trump and the Supreme Court justices. What I said is we need a convention of states, and the states have the authority and the duty to take the country back. And we need to start talking about that solution or other solutions, because all this other stuff is distraction. Well, it's it. I would say that for unborn babies, it's not that much of a distraction. I think this was I a... I understand ma- that you... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I understand that you want to keep taking this conversation to abortion and Roe v. Wade and all of this in the Supreme Court and Trump, all of these uh, you know words that you're throwing out there. What I call to talk about is solutions. The states have the authority and the duty. They're the only ones that have the authority to take the country back. We need a convention of states. We need 15 more states. Guess what? There are 14 states that have the legislation sitting in the second chamber. They could sign it today. We could have a convention tomorrow and take the country back. But no one's talking about that. Well, why should they? I mean, right now we've got to get Republicans elected to Congress so at least we'll have a fighting chance to stop 
the Biden agenda. And if we don't do that, we're not going to be able to facilitate any change. If Republicans want to take back the country and, and win, all they need to do is step out front, hold a little press conference and say, you know what? The states have the authority and they have had it forever and they've abdicated their responsibilities to the federal government. And as, as a person running in whatever state they're in, that person, should, that Republican should say, I am supporting and calling for a convention of states. We need term limits in Washington. We need we need an administration that will follow the Constitution and abide by the Supreme Court and the traditional values and laws of this country. If a Republican wants to get nominated, or not nominated, but um, get into a position regardless of state, if they stand up and say the states need to do their jobs, everybody will flock behind them because everybody knows that the federal government has taken over the country. All right, Kim, we're going to hang up on you now because we're running out of time. And I didn't get a word in edgewise, but... Wow, geez, a loop. All right, I'm not sure what that was all about. But anyway, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. I am Todd Starnes, your host. We're broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, across the Fruited Plain. The breaking news of the afternoon, Steve Bannon heading to jail. Looks like four months is the sentence being held in contempt of Congress. We ought to be, the the American people ought to be holding Congress in contempt. That's what needs to be going on here. Uh, If in fact this plays out and Bannon's going to be a free man until he, uh, or so long as he's able to file an appeal. Uh, But if he does go to jail, it would be the first time since 1948 that that someone has gone to jail for contempt of Congress. And here lately, only conservatives, only Republicans, are the ones getting hauled off to jail. People like Eric Holder and James Clapper and Lois Lerner, they get they get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us a great man, great congressman from Kentucky's 1st Congressional District, Congressman James Comer. Congressman, good to have you back with us. Great. To be back. 
And I would like to get your reaction, if I might, of this uh, the ruling that came down. Steve Bannon, four months in prison, a $6,500 fine for being in contempt of Congress. Well, this is what I'm going to say about that. You know, the, the Democrats better remember what contempt of Congress is all about, because uh, in January, I'm pretty confident we're going to be in the majority. I'm pretty confident I'm going to be the next chairman of the House Oversight Committee with full subpoena authority. And if some of these Democrats that we're going to subpoena uh, that are involved in Hunter Biden shady business dealings and have been protecting Dr. Fauci and have been protecting Mayorkas on his uh, lack of border security, if they don't comply with these subpoenas, then they're going to be held in contempt of Congress. So uh, that was a very bold move for the Democrats to do against Steve Bannon. I'm not going to comment on it because I'm going to be probably, unfortunately, having contempt of Congress votes, too, as, if Kevin McCarthy will let me, if these people don't comply with our subpoenas. So uh, the January 6th committee, as you know, Todd, wasn't a legitimate committee. The House Oversight Committee is a legitimate committee. Uh, yes, it is, Congressman, and and I'm excited to hear you say that. I, I think a lot of conservatives are getting a little nervous about Kevin McCarthy. Uh, the interview he gave a few days ago, saying he hasn't seen anything that would be that would rise to the level of impeachment within the Biden administration. Uh, is that? Yeah, I think the Republicans understand. I mean, you guys understand that we don't want people to play nice anymore. This is about saving the country from these socialists. No, I agree, and I think the base has made it loud and clear uh, that they expect fairness. Uh, the, they realize that uh, there's a double standard within the law enforcement intelligence communities at the highest level in, in Washington with how they've treated uh, Trump versus Biden. And it's my job uh, as the next chairman of the House Oversight Committee to produce the facts. And I can tell you right now with 100% confidence, Hunter Biden is a shady business person, if you want to call it business. He's an influence peddler. Uh, he's broken many laws. Uh, we're starting to get some of the information that uh, that I've been trying to get, not from the Biden administration, but from whistleblowers. We verified the authenticity of it. And I can tell you, he's committed a lot of crimes. And one thing Jordan's going to be looking into on Judiciary Committee is what, where was the FBI and all this. But from my standpoint, I, I can tell you this. We believe that Hunter Biden's shady business dealings have probably compromised this president. We know that Joe Biden knew exactly what Hunter Biden was doing. We we believe that Hunter Biden may have been uh, providing living expenses for Joe Biden, which would make him complicit. So, you know, what when we get a few months uh, of the gavel and subpoena authority under our belt and have some high-profile hearings, have some good depositions and transcribed interviews, I think we'll be able to, to uh, make a better judgment on where we go with respect to Joe Biden and, and some of these cabinet secretaries who, who the base knows have, uh, have clearly uh, committed crimes and com- clearly uh, been negligent in their duties and in, uh, with respect to the Constitution. Congressman, what kind of crimes are we talking about here? Well, Lou Dobbs asked me the same question yesterday. We're going to go as quick as we can. I think uh, what I plan to do, Todd, is, is after the election, assuming that we uh, have a good night on, a, on November the 8th, uh, we're going to have a press conference with the House Oversight Committee. Jim Jordan and I will be the two main speakers at the press conference. The whole committee will be flanked behind me. And we're going to produce all the evidence we already have, uh, evidence that shows that the Biden family has been influence peddling, that shows that Hunter has committed uh, numerous crimes. Now, from there, you know, what the investigation will be is, is you know, they call it the Hunter Biden investigation, but it's really going to be a Joe Biden investigation because the reason we're investigating Hunter Biden 
is because we fear he's compromised Joe Biden. So I think the the people are going to be pleasantly surprised by the work that we've been able to do already as a committee in the minority with absolutely no help from the Biden administration. In fact, they've blocked us at every turn, but we have whistleblowers coming forward every day. And, you know, it it takes a a few weeks to verify the authenticity of of what they say. And and I can tell you, it's pretty damaging on the Biden family. And unlike Adam Schiff, when I produce something or when I give an interview, it's going to be backed up by fact. Does it concern you that that the the Biden administration seems to have weaponized the Justice Department? I mean, they're go. It looks as though they've just been targeting their political enemies. Whether it's Steve Bannon, the pro lifers with the early morning raids, uh, the the parents and the school boards, uh, law abiding gun owners, it's it's really chilling what they are doing to free speech in this country. It really is. And that's going to be part of the press conference because I'm blessed to have Jim Jordan on the House Oversight Committee. He's also going to be the next chairman of the Judiciary Committee. And anything that falls in line with the Department of Justice is going to fall under judiciary. But a lot of what we're doing with Hunter Biden raises questions for judiciary. So it's a joint investigation with oversight and judiciary with respect to the bias in the Department of Justice. And it's pretty bad. I mean, there is already more than enough evidence not only to indict but to convict Hunter Biden, of numerous crimes. But what what we're hearing is, well, they may indict him after the election before January, and which, by the way, protects him from from congressional <clears throat> testimony because he will, he will be under indictment, and the courts will probably say, well, he can't come before Congress because he's under indictment. What they're wanting to indict him over is tax evasion and lying on a gun application. Todd, that's a drop in the bucket to the influence peddling to the millions and millions of dollars that's been wired to Hunter Biden's bank accounts from the Middle East, from Russia, from China, and from Ukraine, all adversaries of the United States. You know, you mentioned uh, Russia there. The New York Post has a story. Our good friend Miranda Devine, she's been at the forefront of breaking a lot of the stories uh, surrounding Hunter Biden. So the latest allegation is that a real estate company uh, with ties to Hunter Biden, got more than $100 million from a Russian billionaire who also has ties to Hunter Biden. This is insane. It is, and there are other ties to Hunter Biden. You know, the, the ironic thing in, here is that the first two and a half years of the Trump administration, Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin and the Democrats, they all they talked about was Russian collusion with Trump. And what we now know is there's absolutely no Russian collusion. It was all based on a fictitious, dossier the steel dossier there's already evidence i mean every day the the new york post john solomon the house oversight committee uh, you know various news outlets uh, Catherine harrod with cbs produce more and more evidence of influence peddling with with hunter biden and russia well, i'm not even talking about china let's just talk about russia but yet he's done nothing and when i say that we believe that he may have compromised this president look at the two of the oligarchs who paid Hunter Biden, they didn't get sanctions. Remember when Russia invaded Ukraine, Joe Biden put sanctions on Russia, and he put sanctions on all the oligarchs because they have businesses all over the world. But he left two oligarchs off the sanctions list. They just happened to be the two oligarchs who we know have transferred millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. If that's not proof that Joe Biden's compromised by Hunter Biden's shady business dealings, then I don't know what is. All right, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Good luck to you on Election Day, and we're going to be covering every single thing that you guys reveal and investigate. 
Uh, it's got to be done for the sake and the safety of the country. So we appreciate your great work. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, we're going to keep it up. All right, Congressman James Comer, everybody, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And uh, by the way, he is the um, he will be um, reelected. I mean, the, the guy's um, he's just a rock star there in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. All right, look, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, going to Philip in Louisiana, uh, we're going to be taking your calls as well. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Should Kevin McCarthy be the Speaker of the House, or is there somebody else that you would like to see in that role? We'll be right back. All right. Oh, by the way, we've got an update on a on a story we told you yesterday. It has nothing to do with politics. Nothing to do with politics. But here in Memphis, Tennessee, we have this animal shelter, and uh, they've got three hundred chickens, and that they were trying to get people to show up and adopt a chicken. You know, you can go to these shelters and get yourself a little kitty cat or a a puppy dog, and so they had somebody I don't know abandoned three hundred chickens. And they decided, we got to get rid of these chickens. And I think they were charging, what, five bucks. I suggested that if they threw in some Martha White flour and maybe a pint of buttermilk, then maybe, just maybe, they would have been offloaded quicker. Todd, that's terrible. No, I, Well, the good news is all of the chickens have now been adopted. And we don't know who, but I, I got word from, you know, I have sources all over Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. I have sources. And they told me the guy was an elderly man, looked like he had a, a, a white goatee or gray goatee, and he was wearing a, an all-white suit with, like, one of those string black bow ties. And he went by the name Colonel. He sounds like a nice fella. Yes, I Colonel S. is all I know. That was the mm. only information we got. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. It's finger-looking suspicious, mm. though. That's what It'll I come say. to me. All right. Well, anyway, good for the chickens. I hope uh, – well, anyway – Two piece or three. You're going to have to break up the chickens. It's a terrible thing. All right, let's go to the phones here. Philip in Louisiana, our great affiliate there, K R O F. Hey, Philip, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Yeah, great show. Uh, you're filling a big hole left after the passing of Rush for us Rush fans. So thank, thank you for what you do. Appreciate that. Uh, you asked the question about whether uh, Biden should be impeached. And uh, I like what that uh, congressman just said. I think that would that would be the perfect way to go. And as far as Kevin McCarthy for uh, speaker, absolutely not. He's too wishy-washy. He doesn't have any conviction when he speaks. He, he's just like a robot. So I don't I don't think he should be speaker. Says one thing in public, another thing in private, and I don't want those kind of people anywhere around leadership. Yeah, he just he just looks fake when he's talking. I mean, he, I, I don't know. There's something about him just this this doesn't add up. So yeah, I don't want him to speak. But that other congressman you just had on, I like his plan. I, I think that'd be great. And, and Philip, you just said the key word there, plan. I mean, they've been working on this for a while. So it, it sounds as if Comer and Jim Jordan and the rest of the Republicans are going to walk out on November 9th and said say okay. Here's here's what's about to what's about to happen. We're going to be throwing down here. Yeah, it sounds like he's got a fifty caliber fully loaded. <laughs> yes, it does. 
All right, Philip. Well, God bless. And, yes, sir. All right, stay cool down there in Cajun country. Uh, let's go to Jerry Lynn. It's been a long time, my good friend Jerry Lynn from Georgia. Oh, Todd, you sweet angel. I have missed you and Miss Grace, but don't you worry, honey. I listen to y'all every single day. Well, that's but good. Todd, I thought I've got maybe. A severe... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry Lynn. No, no, you go ahead, honey. We done had one consuming phone call. You I... go right ahead. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just thought maybe Grace did something wrong. No, I'm just kidding, Grace. I'm like, Jerry Lynn's not called us in a long time. Go <laughs> well, ahead, I gotta give other people a ch- I got to give other callers, too, a chance, Todd. But, Todd, I just want to comment. The Speaker of the House should be MTG and uh, not Kevin McCarthy. And, Todd, I want to know where my bailout is. When we put – we did the right thing. We pinched, scraped, put our daughter at, at Berry College. And you know what we did at night, Todd, to keep her there? We ate cereal. And I'm not exaggerating. Where's my bailout for doing what was right? It's a great question. Of course, the Supreme Court, you know, throwing down and saying, you know, eh, it's, uh, you know, they're not going to intervene in this one. Um, I will say this, Jerry Lynn, you're right. Every person who did the right thing, every person who met their obligations and their responsibilities, we deserve something. Because a lot of us did have to eat cereal at night. I had cereal last night for dinner, by the way. It was very delicious. But to your point, uh, yeah, I'd, I, back when I was growing up, I would have loved to have gone out for a state dinner, but I couldn't afford it because I had to pay back the loans. That's exactly right, Todd. And let me tell you, Todd, I love your show, and you know how much I adore you and Grace. But I'm going to tell you, honey, that one caller you had of the lady, all I could think of was, dear God, drop to your knees. Dear God, Todd, drop to your knees and praise Jesus you are not married to her. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lynn. I love you, Todd Starnes and Grace. Y'all were my faith. Well, I had to call and tell you what I thought. I am glad. I'm glad you did, Jerry Lynn. It's all you. Don't be a stranger now. All right. I won't, Todd. And I love you guys so very much. Keep up the fine work that you're doing. Oh, we're doing it, Jerry Lynn. All right, MTG, everybody. Uh, Jerry Lynn says Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to be the Speaker of the House. What say you? Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's go to Gene in Iowa. Hey, Gene. What say you? <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, it's hard to follow up. Excellent. It's hard to follow yeah, after Jerry Lynn. It is. Marjorie would be a, a great speaker of the House, but that's not what I called you for. The gal that, that got you cornered, uh, Kim, I think is her name, I, I understand what she's saying. The states need to stop sending their money to the federal government, just keep it, and run their own affairs and take the funds away from the federal government. But the state, like a lot of other people, have gotten so used to the welfare because they get more money back, the smaller states do, than what they send in. But I'm going to tell you something. Freedom comes at a price. Yes, it, it does. Go ahead. I mean, I'm... That's pretty much what I had to say. Well, look, Gene, I, I'm not disagreeing with you here, and, and I wasn't disagreeing with the other caller, but that can't be the focus of this election cycle. We're just a few weeks away from casting ballots, and I would say, and I do, yeah, do we need a convention of the states? Yes. Is it going to happen? I don't know. It's it's a long shot. And, Gene, the other side of that coin is what happens 
Let's just say what happens when you get into that convention of states and they want to change some other things. Well, things I'm not that, talking about a convention. You don't have to have a convention just to hold your money. No, she, well, she was calling no. about convention of states. I, that's all well, I'm that's going off on saying? here. What's well, that? Well, she didn't say that. I thought you were talking about just withholding the money. No, 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 no. This was about the Convention of States. And, and it, look, we can have that debate, but it, this is not the time for that debate. We've got to focus on stopping these Democrats. If we do not, exactly. we are in a, yep. we're are in going to be in a very dangerous world two years from now. Gene, i got to run. I am sorry we're, we're running late for this break. Hey, folks, a reminder, ToddSterns.com. Click on that Alliance Defending Freedom banner. We need your help. We need your help. Every dollar matters. ToddStarns.com, 100% tax deductible. We'll be right back, America. a fella, a gentleman, call in a few moments ago, and we get this a lot on the program because we love Rush Limbaugh. We honor El Rushbo. Uh, his brother and I are good friends, and um, a number of Rush's staff are good friends of this program. And uh, I, so yeah, so we miss him too. And uh, we're very honored to have a, a guy by the name of Paul Shanklin who hangs out with us. And he was one of Russia's uh, main parody writers. And the guy's just a brilliant, just a brilliant mind. And uh, here's a little something uh, that the, uh, the guys just uh, put together. One day in the not so distant future. Oh, uh, Mr. Biden, just call me Hunter. Okay, Hunter, what we would like to know is that in light of the evidence we've heard here all week that shady, unscrupulous people in the Ukraine were willing to pay you a consulting fee for doing absolutely nothing, why did you accept their money? I was on drugs. What about that money from Russia? Drugs again. And China? A lot of drugs. Now, now, what about you, Mr. President? Can you shed light on all of this? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. But first, I'm going to need a lot of drugs. Oh, dear. Join us next time when we take you into the future. I had the brilliant. Uh, there you go. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show, by the way. 844-747-8868. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. I do want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We have a very special and a very important guest from Alliance Defending Freedom, our friend, Senior Counsel Jake Warner. Jake, good to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me back. And, of course, a very important month as we raise money for Alliance Defending Freedom. And, uh, folks, you can do that at ToddStearns.com. And, Jake, I want you to explain why it's important because of people like Jack Phillips. And let's talk about uh, about his case and, and where things stand with our good buddy Jack the Cake Baker. <laughs> well, Jack was just in court a couple of weeks ago. Um, we all know Jack's story. Back in 2012, two men came into a shop and asked for a custom cake that would celebrate a same-sex wedding. Uh, while Jack serves everyone, he just can't express every message, so he politely declined that request. And Colorado officials tried to punish Jack all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, where 
he eventually won a 7-2 victory. Now, the Supreme Court ruled that the free exercise violation was so clear in Jack's case that it didn't even reach the free speech issue. But on the same day the U.S. Supreme Court decided to hear Jack's first case, uh, a, Denver, a Denver attorney called Jack and requested a custom blue and pink cake that would celebrate a gender transition. And uh, the same attorney called back and requested a custom cake depicting Satan smoking marijuana. Of course, those are messages that Jack could not express for anyone, so Jack politely declined. Uh, but this attorney prosecuted Jack. Uh, indeed, uh, the state of Colorado, just three weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Jack's favor, started a second prosecution against Jack based on uh, this uh, custom blue and pink uh, gender transition cake decline. Um, but after new evidence surfaced that the state had ongoing hostility against Jack and his faith, the state actually abandoned its prosecution and, and dismissed the case. But the attorney that was suing Jack started over with a third lawsuit in state district court. And last year, a trial judge ruled that Jack could be punished for declining to create a custom blue and pink cake that would celebrate a gender transition. Now, here's what gets me. Well, let me jump in here for a second. Is there there nothing that can be done with all of these people going after? I mean, is there I mean, from what you're telling me, there's nothing to stop another person from doing the exact same thing after this case runs its course. Well, we're hoping that the U.S. Supreme Court or some court beneath that is going to ultimately rule that the government can't force artists like Jack to promote messages that are inconsistent with their core beliefs. What we've seen over the past 10 years are government officials and activists misusing the law to punish people that they simply disagree with. And unfortunately, until the U.S. Supreme Court weighs in on this critical issue, which it has an opportunity to do uh, later this fall, um, the lower courts may may get it wrong, um, but the U.S. Supreme Court is going to actually be hearing uh, another case very similar to Jack's this fall, 303 Creative, invol- involving a Colorado web designer challenging the same law that has been misused to punish people like Jack. And uh, an issue in that case is whether the government can force artists to express messages that go against their deepest beliefs. And a win for Lori and 303 Creative in that case could very well in the harassment that we've seen of people of faith over the past 10 years. I'm, I'm wondering how much it costs for, you know, for just, I don't know if you can spitball, but on average, <laughs> what does it cost to take a case all the way to the Supreme Court like that? It can certainly cost a lot of money. It can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to litigate a case all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And as you know, ADF represents all of our clients uh, free of charge. We depend on uh, donations from uh, friends of ADF, including those who uh, listen to your show and, and people around the country who support religious freedom and free speech and, and the other uh, objectives that we pursue here at Alliance Defending Freedom. And the cold hard reality is without ADF, Jack Phillips would be either out of business or would be forced to make these cakes. And so that's why it's so important for for all of us to do our part no matter how big or small, we've all got to step up to the plate and support Alliance Defending Freedom. We certainly appreciate your support, and the issues at stake here are critical. Free speech is for everyone. A win for Jack and a win for Lori Smith is truly a win for all Americans. Uh, every American deserves the right to say what they believe without fear of being punished by the government. And here at Alliance Defending Freedom, that's the kind of work we do all around the country, protecting the rights of everyday Americans to live out their faith without fear of being punished by their government. All right. Well, Jake, we're going to leave it there. Good luck as you guys uh, 
walk alongside these great American patriots as they they fight for their rights. And, uh, folks, you've got a responsibility as well by going to ToddSterns.com right now and clicking on the ADF banner at the very top and donating every single penny you give is tax deductible. And it's also going to be matched. So that thanks to another generous Alliance to Free- Defending Freedom donor. Jake, thank you again. Thanks for your support. All right. There you go, folks. So just what, uh, October 31st, we wrap things up there, and uh, we want to be able to end strong. All right, let's go back to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Dora in Florida has an idea for Speaker of the House. Hey, Dora, what's up? Hey, hey, Todd. I listen every day, and you become my favorite host, and Ever since Rush died, you know, you really filled the gap. So I wanted to follow up and say that thank you for being there. Well, I appreciate it. Um, that means a lot. I, I, I do mean it. And uh, it, it, thank God you're there. Um, you know, Speaker of the House, it's really interesting. My favorite person all time said he wouldn't take it, which was Jim Jordan. I thought he would be phenomenal, but he said he didn't want it. And in thinking about this, I was thinking Marjorie Taylor Greene, because I think we have to take a a page out of the playbook from the Democrats. We need somebody tough in there. And they've had that Nancy Pelosi, and then they had Harry Reid, and we need somebody really tough that can get things done, and I think she'd be great. What, What do you think, Todd? Well, I, I'm not sure that she has enough support to do that or experience, you know, up on Capitol Hill. You know, a lot of, a lot of this is wheeling and dealing, but here's the art of it. You can't comp, you can't compromise your core beliefs. And that's, and the Democrats never do that. They never compromise their core beliefs. But the Republicans, on the other hand, they would, they would sell Ronald Reagan if they could, uh, to get along with, with the, with the Dems. So we've got to change that culture. Uh, I love the idea of Jim Jordan. I'm with you, but Jim said on this program many times he doesn't want it. I'm very intrigued by someone like a Donald Trump. I, I that that's very intriguing to me. But we need somebody who's going to have a backbone of steel and is is going to work hard to accomplish the Republican agenda. Is that Marjorie Taylor Greene? I, I I don't know. I don't know. But we'll throw it out there and ask what people think. But I think she needs a little bit more experience under her belt, Dora. Okay. And what did you think, incidentally, about Herschel Walker's debate? Well, <laughs> well, I understand why they didn't want him to debate in the Republican primaries. Look, I, in spite of the fact that he wasn't a great orator, I, I think he won that debate. And the reason why is he delivered answers to all the questions and then he delivered a lot of blows to Raphael Warnock, and I think those really hurt. Uh, you see the polling data, it's pretty tight. That particular race is pretty tight. Brian Kemp's going to beat Stacey Abrams. But I think Walker, if if nothing else, I, I think he moved past that uh, fake abortion scandal story. Yeah, I, I thought he came across as being very sincere and really being yeah. on the side of the people. He's just a guy. I mean, he's I mean a great football player, great businessman, uh, but he's somebody that you'd want to you know hang out with. Uh, he is right. not he's not well polished like Warnock. So and I yeah. uh, that's what I liked about George W. Bush back in the day before he got us involved in two wars. Um, you know, but I, I did like that plain spokenness that that connects with me. All right, Miss. You Dora. know what? Yeah, go ahead. One, one more thing. thing. 
One more thing, Todd. The Democrats, I was watching, you know, a couple of these debates, and they've got one thing down, and that is they love the polish, and they love people with good hair. You know, it's like if you have a good full head of hair and a polish and a toothy smile, man, you are a Democratic candidate. Oh, that's and true. It, it's the truth. It's all image, you know. It's all image. And we got to get past that. we got to get some really good, heartfelt, plain-speaking candidates in there. And I guess even if Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't have the, uh, the polish or the... Uh, the experience, I think she's got the backbone. That that was um, just my thought. No doubt about that, Dora. No, you're, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. All right, Dora, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. Brian has been holding on for a while. KWAM, our flagship station. Hey, Brian, what's up? Good afternoon, sir. It's a pleasure to talk to you and listen to you every day. Thank you, sir. It's a joy. And it was so great to hear your guest call in and uh, talk about the funding and what was going on in Colorado, which to me was, is uh, just another aspect of the, of the issue that I brought up to grace uh, when I was throwing a bucket of cold water up into the air uh, coming up on this election. And that is that it, I think, uh, I know a lot of us were surprised at all the tactics that the Democrats pulled at the last major election you know, um, what was that movie, 2,000 Mules or whatever? And boy, they had that thing down pat and every, every aspect of it pretty well sealed off. And I can't believe that they're not planning something for this upcoming. They're well organized and they're dedicated and they're going to take what, do what it takes and spend the money to get things done if it's two in the morning or whatever. And uh, they just keep at it. Just like he was talking about one lawyer after another suing on the same exact point, you know, and just wearing, trying to wear people down. I, I just, I'm, I'm ready to, to be, be surprised by some of the stuff they're going to pull because I got to believe they will. Brian, so, so Brian, you think there's going to be some sort of an October surprise, last second surprise that could blow up things uh, politically speaking. you got it you got it they, yeah they know where the weaknesses are they're going to go after those and it may be by the by their fingernails on the edge of the uh of the uh of the window sill but they're um they don't want to give up this easy they're not they're they're not in it for that well for i have that. a couple of thoughts on that brian and and i'm with you I, we haven't seen the october surprise yet it could be that they're going to indict Trump. If that happens, I think that blows back. I, I, I think even the yeah. Democrats, you know, the, the electorate, they understand, oh, wait a second, this is just politics. I, that's not going to move the needle. There could be some sort of, of, of an incident uh, that brings us into conflict with Russia in Ukraine. So we could see, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the nukes. There could be an incident. Uh, if that's the case, then all bets are off. I mean, at, at that point, I mean, if you've got nuclear weapons going off, no doubt they will try to cancel the elections and, and you know reschedule if they did that. Yep. But but yep. yeah, there's yep. something there's something brewing out there, Brian. Yeah, there's a cloud on the horizon. Indeed, hey, Brian, there's a cloud coming across Arkansas, crossing the river. Uh, what's left of the river? It's uh, dry out there. Uh, all right, Brian, Miss Grace is yelling at me. Got to take a break here. Thanks for thanks for listening and thanks for supporting. Yeah, we're like record low numbers, uh, like on the river right now. 
And it's so bad that all of the marinas have dried up. So you have these uh, poor boats, and uh, they're finding all of these. Uh, well, somebody found a car that had been submerged, and there are all sorts of crazy stuff out there. Anyway, and that's bad news for all you folks waiting to get your groceries because those barges are having a difficult time navigating that river. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, coming up in the next hour, Carrie Lake is going to be here. Also, now's a great time for you to make that switch to Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They love our program, and they've been great sponsors. If you switch to Patriot Mobile right now, use my promo code TODD. They're going to give you free activation and a free gift, and they've got a plan to fit any budget. Doesn't matter how big or how small. PatriotMobile.com slash TODD. That is the website, PatriotMobile.com slash TODD. Or give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT, and mention my name, Todd, for those great discounts. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Jeff on The Talk Station. Jeff, what's on your mind? Hello, Todd. I would like to give you a scenario that I'd love to see in line with some of your earlier callers, right? So the Democrats think that they are entitled to the first black president and the first female president and all that jazz. So I love President Trump, but I don't think he wants it. He's, he's stated as much. So Marjorie Taylor Greene would be an excellent, excellent choice for Speaker. I do believe that she, uh, first of all, she does not take any money from any uh, big lobbyists or PACs. All of her donations are from individuals. And uh, I think she's got the backbone. She's got the commitment. And what I would like to trade on is your two pair of experience. Let's say that might be um, Kevin McCarthy, Paul Ryan. Uh, look what we've got with them. Or Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid. <laughs> look at all that experience. Rather than what she would bring, which I would consider a straight royal flush of intelligence and common sense. So I would trade those two hands any day. Well, and uh, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. If she got into the speaker's position and impeached Kamala Harris, or as the uh, Guatemalans call her, Kamala Harris, spelled Q-U-E-M-A-L-A, two words, means how bad. Um, and <laughs> she impeached her first and then, got, and then impeached Biden. Oh, you think President... MTG. That's where you're going with this. That's where we would end All up. Right, I'm well. hoping. And not only that, but just think, if she if she did ascend to the presidency that way, I bet she would win a re-election twice because she could run twice, and we might even have her for more than eight years. All right, Jeff, uh, appreciate that call. I'm sure folks are going to want to weigh in on that. Uh, Jeff says MTG for speaker, and uh, then impeach and remove Biden and Harris, and you got President MTG. Oh, wow. All right, uh, 844-747-8868. Give us a call. We'll be right back, America. Live 
live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Big Show. I am your host, Todd Starnes. Grace Baker, what was I saying mere moments ago? Mere moments ago on this radio program, a gentleman said, Todd, he, he, he called in. He was very concerned something might be up. Something was going to happen between now and Election Day, the October surprise. And what did I tell this gentleman? You told him. You weren't listening, Grace I Baker. I don't remember. You weren't listening. I'm sorry you're calling an audible. I am calling an audible because we have some breaking news. I said, don't be surprised. If they tried to indict President Trump, okay, don't now be I surprised remember. if they try to do something. So this just in, in the literally seconds ago, it turns out the J Six Committee has officially, officially issued a subpoena to Donald Trump. Oh, here we go. So let me explain what this means. Uh, it's it's going to be high high drama because Trump, if he, I think Trump probably wants to go. His attorneys are like, "Are you, no, no, you can't go." Please, they're like, "Please, no." And he's Please like, "This is my moment." Go. But because he, as Bill O'Reilly said, Trump loves the spotlight. Yeah, he does. I mean, the guy loves. Let's the spotlight. be real. So uh, anyway, if he refuses to, though, guess what happens? You got another Steve Bannon on your. That's hands. true. So they're gonna they're gonna try to get him one way or the other. So that's the breaking news of the hour. Uh, open line Friday, this hour of the program, as is always the case. So you can call in and you can talk about whatever is on your mind. Coming up a little bit later this hour of the show, we've got Carrie Lake from Arizona running for governor. By the way, new polling, brand new polling data just out of New York State. Uh, you folks there in the Empire State, Lee Zeldin, now leading a one-point lead over Kathy Hochul the incumbent Democrat governor. So there you go. All right, uh, let's go to the phones, 844-747-8868. Glenn in Louisiana, KROF, our great radio station down there. Hey, Glenn, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good, uh, good, Mr. Todd. Yeah, I'm good. Um, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was going to say that I'm on the same thing about uh, what could what could happen between now and the election. And uh, I was listening to you just now, and uh, I thought, well, that may happen too. That may happen too. Um, the uh, uh, what happened? Uh, I heard just a few days ago that they were sending the Democrats were sending um, agents, or they were sending some people from their their camp over to nursing homes and i don't know if you heard about this i did um where did you hear the report from glenn um i just it was just on the radio it was just on the radio they were sending they were sending um uh some people from their from their organization to nursing homes and telling them how to vote and i couldn't believe that i could not believe that um and uh, can I can I go back a few years to uh, Barack Obama? And that could be um, uh, Barack Obama when he was trying to get when he was trying to get elected. Now this is a different situation here, but uh, Barack used to go to he used to go to far uh, uh, firehouses, the small out of the way places, and try to get as many people from there. You know, people that 
either weren't paying attention <clears throat> or they, uh, you know, he caught it by surprise or something. You know, I'm, I'm not sure how that went. But uh, he did what he could to, he pulled off his victory somehow. And, uh, but that's what I'm saying about the, uh, uh, about the, the uh, retirement home. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, uh, Todd, but uh, that's what I heard when I, uh, well, radio. it, it may be possible. I mean, it may be possible, and I have heard reports uh, going back to the last presidential election in Wisconsin, um, there, Racing County. And I'm let me collect my thoughts here on this, Glenn. There was a nursing home there that actually came under investigation. The sheriff actually recommended criminal charges be filed because you had a lot of a lot of elderly people who had serious cognitive problems, like Joe Biden. And they right. they they exactly. actually filled out the ballots for those people and the ballot envelope. So the question okay, so I didn't I didn't hear wrong I didn't hear wrong then. No no no. I, I mean no no no. It, no this look. I wouldn't put anything past them. But if you have a loved one that's in one of these nursing homes, mm-hmm. I think you've got a responsibility to make sure that uh, somebody's not voting for them or pressuring them to vote mm-hmm. in a, in a certain way. Yeah, I, I just uh, when I when I heard that I was saw the boy. I said, man, they'll stoop to. I said, I, it's not that I don't put anything past them, but they'll just uh, they will stoop to just about anything. There and were they did Glenn, and they will. There were several nursing homes across Wisconsin that had one hundred percent voter participation. And that's just impossible. It's just impossible. So no, 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 no. You can't have <laughs> you can't have one hundred percent. Uh, uh, voter anticip- uh, participation. Uh, that's we don't even have fifty. We barely have fifty percent uh, across the country. Oh, so. there you go, Glenn. Okay. We appreciate All you right. guys down in uh, Cajun Country. And uh, how's the football team doing the, down there at the University of Louisiana Lafayette? Um, I don't know about uh, I don't know about UL, but uh, LSU is doing moderate. They've uh, they did lose one. They were they were saying that. Uh, let me make this quick. That. Um, uh, let's see. What's his name? Brian Kelly. Um, he's there. They're building LSU up, which is good. I, I, I had no problem with that. But uh, he has not won all of his games, and uh, they're struggling a little bit. They're Death Valley. Oh, it's tough in Death, Death Valley. Valley. That's right. Well, That's uh, right. Glenn, we all know that my Tennessee Volunteers will be the national champions this year. So there's there's no use to having a debate okay, about well, it. Well, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> All right, good Glenn. Good, good. Let's good look. Good hearing from you. Give us a call back. We appreciate you listening to KROF, folks. Uh, former President Trump is a big fan of the brand new book by Dick Morris. It's called The Return. Uh, it's a bestseller, and President Trump says you need to get yourself a copy of this thing. It's got all sorts of great intel and info leading up to the midterm elections. The return is alleging that big media, big tech, and the deep state have formed a secret alliance to stop Trump no matter what. So where can you get a copy? Well, all you need to do, if you want to get a free copy, we got a great offer from Newsmax. You're going to save $28. Call 800-NEWSMAX. That's 800-NEWSMAX. Or go to the return911.com. That's the return911.com. Again, save $28. Call 1-800-NEWSMAX and get yourself a copy of the return. All right, here we go, folks. Big headline. 
J6 committee issues a Trump subpoena seeking testimony on the Capitol riot. That's the headline. And um, the question now is, should the president show up? Or should he say, yeah, not going to do it, not going to do it? What do you think President Trump ought to do here? 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, the district attorney in war-torn Philadelphia, holding a press conference a couple of hours ago, and he's got a problem with all you white folks out there. I want you to take a listen. Part of the Republican playbook, as you well know, is to point a finger at large, diverse cities and say large, diverse cities are lawless. Does that remind you of anything? You ever heard that before? Those of you in the press are students of history. You're aware of the Southern strategy. What we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere and even having increases that are less than the committee's counties. All right, so he's now saying that to bring attention to violent crime in urban areas is now racist. Now, some of you may be shocked by this. I am not shocked in the least because this is life in Memphis, Tennessee, a majority-minority city And yet, whenever someone points out, because they always talk about the crime issue, but they don't want to talk about how to resolve the crime issue. They don't want to do that. Instead, they want to pass blame. So, for example, in Memphis, and I've I've heard this from some county commissioners years past, and their argument is this. Well, the reason why the children are going out there and carjacking people is because they don't have any place to play basketball. I've heard this. I mean, this is an actual argument. Uh, Somebody once said that, um, I heard a radio host once say that the reason why kids are going out there and shooting people in the streets in Memphis, Tennessee, is they don't have recording studios where the kids can go and use for free. They need recording studios in community centers. So uh, this they, they don't want to address the actual problem. And what is the actual problem? Well, we're going to trigger somebody, even though it's a Friday, and I promise not to trigger people today, but I'm going to go ahead and share with you what I believe the problem is. And it's we've got no moms or dads in the, in the household. A lot of the homes around, um, around Memphis are single-parent homes. And that's not to say that a single parent is – is not able to raise a productive member of society because they are. But by and large, when you look at the violent crime and most of the crimes committed, the violent crimes committed in Memphis are committed by young people. But they don't want to talk about the reason why. They always want to cast blame like the district attorney there in Philadelphia. So it's only going to keep getting worse. That That's the issue here. There are not enough police officers. There was a moment in time where there was a defund the police movement, and it caused catastrophic, catastrophic results in these big urban cities. Why do you think Wawa, the convenience store, is not going to be opening up stores in Philadelphia? They, They don't want to lose any money, and I can't say I blame them. They don't want to lose their lives either. 
So there you go. If you now, if you talk about crime and, and violence, you are a racist. May I just throw this out there? Don't be surprised. I want you to mark this down on the tape so we can go back and say, Todd Starn said it was going to be like this. Don't be surprised one day if you are, let's just say you're a white guy and you're the victim of a crime perpetrated by a person of color. Don't be surprised if you get in trouble because you allowed yourself to be a victim, therefore putting the person of color in an awkward spot. I'm serious. Don't be surprised. You watch. You watch and see. Have you have you been following this story out of Hollywood? Kevin Spacey. Did you ever watch House of Cards, Grace Baker? You know, I've seen like a few clips of it, but never watched it like thoroughly. No. I was when I was working at Fox. It was like the jam at Fox News Channel. Everybody, really? everybody watched House of Cards, and it was really intriguing. It was not for children. But it really did take you sort of inside, and you got to see the underbelly of politics and drama in Washington. My parents liked it. By it the way, popular. By the way, anybody who's watched House of Cards, may I just say, John Fetterman doesn't he look like the character Peter from the 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 guy from Pennsylvania? Was he the congressman from Pennsylvania? Had a little bit of a problem. Oh, now I'm looking it up on the You're TV. Kind of right, a little bit. But man, yesterday, did you see? Uh, did you see Fetterman? He looked like Thanos. Was it Thanos? Thanos. Thanos from. <laughs> okay, was his suit like something was wrong with his suit? It was too big, right? It was too big. I was like, was "What big. is going on here?" It looked like he had like no neck. Well, he doesn't, and there's there's like a large like secondary head orb like thing growing out of the back of the head. Oh god! If you haven't seen it, you should. I mean. Th- I try to avoid there. There are a lot images. of memes. There are a lot of memes out there that have actually oh, given no. the head a name. Oh and no! It, you know, penciled in a little nose it's and it's terrible. It's horrible. I'm more seeing stuff about his wife than about him. So she refused to let him answer any questions. I don't think he opened his mouth at the entire event. No, people were trying to ask questions, and she was like, "No questions. We're just celebrating." She looks like a remember the Jersey. What is that? The um, Snooky and all that. The Real Housewives the, of New Jersey. No, they're not. No, 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 no. Uh, but that Snooky, what is the... Um, Jersey, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, thank you. She reminds me of like a reject from the Jersey Shore. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That, so that's that. What we've got here is another version of Dr. And Mrs. Yes. First Lady Joe Biden. For sure. And did you notice they didn't let um, Joe Biden and Fetterman speak together? I mean, it's like they knew. You know why? Do you know why? That's Too many gaps. That's an interesting point. The reason? No, no, no. There's a reason why uh, Joe Biden and Fetterman were not allowed to converse, and it was for the sanity of the poor sign language lady. Oh no! She was like, oh my, what, what the heck is what? That poor she woman throws her hands up and just, she's signing oh, Mui Loco. Yeah, can't do this anymore. I it's give terrible. up. Walks off. So anyway, poor Kevin Spacey. So this guy, Kevin Spacey, was the star of House of Cards, and it was an amazing political thriller. And it was one of these Netflix things, so you you just watched it and watched it and watched it. And so anyway, he was, all of these allegations that he was sexually assaulting people came out. Oh, I remember that. Spacey's gay, and, um, you know, it's uh, he was 
allegedly doing all this stuff. Well, it turns out that one of his top accusers is in the new Star Trek series where there are no straight white people. They're all like gender people. You know, it's very gender-confused pronoun crowd. Oh, okay. It's just, I, mean, seriously, I don't watch that either. Star Trek, they got to put their pronouns on their uniforms. Anyway, one of the stars of that show accused Spacey of um, all sorts of heinous things back when he was 14 years old. Oof. And it became, I mean, Kevin Spacey's career was destroyed, just destroyed by all of this. But Spacey always maintained his innocence, and so he's been fighting this since 2017. They they killed off his character in House of Cards and literally destroyed the series. I mean, it's so disappointing. And then the jury comes out and says, oh, yeah, he's not guilty. He's not guilty. So here's my question. I mean, let's say you're, you're Kevin Spacey, and he's there, and, uh, you know, it's an emotional time. You know, he's been maintaining his innocence all along. And um, where do, I just have a question here. And I don't know. This is a weird question. I don't know this. I don't know Kevin Spacey. I don't know his heart. I, I, I don't. I mean, he's clearly a promiscuous. And that's his right under the Constitution if you want to do that. I, I don't recommend that. But here's the question I have. Where does Kevin Spacey go to get his reputation back? Where does he go to get his life back? You know, all of this happened during that hashtag Me Too movement. Um, where do the people go who have been wrongly accused? Because they destroyed this guy. I mean, I it's similar to, I guess, Johnny Depp maybe. But fortunately, everybody got to see that wackadoodle, you know, the, the wife or the girlfriend or whatever for what she really was. Well, that was a happy ending in a sense. But, sure. you know, but he's he, still Disney tossed him to the side. Now they want him back, but, you know, he's been without jobs for a while. It does make you wonder how many of these cases are really not true. Kind of like all the, um, well, anyway, we're not going to go down that path. But all that to say, I'm curious, where does where does that guy go to get his reputation back? Got to take a break here, folks. 844-747-8868. He could start by going to church, maybe. I'm just saying. Got to take a break. We'll be right back, America. to address it, but I'm really disappointed in Fox. I thought you were a little better than CNN. This is an experimental shot. Our children are not guinea pigs, and we're not going to have incidents of myocarditis in our young, precious children. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. Any adult who feels the need to talk about sex with five-year-olds should be nowhere near a school and nowhere near the governor's office. You know, it is it is very rare for there to be a, a, a person, a candidate out on the campaign trail who is able to to hit a home run on every single issue facing voters. And yet, Carrie Lake is that candidate. Uh, if if we had more candidates running races like Carrie Lake has done, 
it would not be a tsunami. It would be like in that movie 2012 when the you know two-mile-high waves just swept across the world. That's the kind of an impact that Carrie Lake is having in the Arizona gubernatorial race, and she is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Carrie, good to have you back with us today. It's great to be here, Todd. I hope all's well with you. You know, things are going well, and, and Carrie, we've uh, we've covered your story. You've been on this program many times in the past from the, your days um, on TV and now, of course, out on the campaign trail. First of all, how are things going out there? Well, we're doing great. The new polling we're receiving, we've got new polls showing us up anywhere from three to four points, and um, but we're still acting like we're 20 down. We're, I've got the pedal to the metal, and we don't take any chances because we're dealing with, uh, with people who you know, are capable of anything. So we're working really hard, and the great thing is we have not just a campaign, we have a movement, and there's no stopping the people in Arizona. They're ready to make sure that we preserve what makes Arizona special, they're tired of the nonsense. They want common sense, and they're ready for someone who they know is in this for the right reasons, which is which is me. And and Carrie, you have such a, a powerful way of communicating the, these issues, and and there are just so many to to run on. I mean, it's the nation's really a dumpster fire. What what would you say is the key issue that you're hearing from voters in Arizona? Oh, boy, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, the border is huge. And because the border is wide open, it's causing many other problems. And it contributes to every other problem we have. So the border is number one. We have to stop the cartels that are running our border right now. The narco terrorists are in charge of our border. And that's a frightening thing. And we can blame it on Joe Biden and his administration. And and we're seeing a, a huge amount of the most dangerous, deadly drug we've ever seen coming through Arizona, fentanyl. And so we have to secure the border, stop those drugs, stop people from coming in illegally, because the drugs are now leading to this epidemic of, of poisonings with our young people. The number one cause of death from 18 to 45 is fentanyl poisoning. It's not car crashes. It's not cancer. It's not COVID. And so we have to tackle that border to stop the fentanyl deaths. And we want to tackle the chronic street homelessness as well. And a lot of that's fueled by the cheap fentanyl pouring across the border. There's a lot of issues. The economy is weighing on people. I'm really concerned right now. And lately I've been getting a lot of people who are nearing retirement or who are retired, who are really nervous, Todd. They're looking at their savings. They've worked hard their whole lives. And they're realizing a third of it has dried up under Joe Biden. And they're worried they may have to go back to work someday. And here they are in their 70s or are approaching 80. It's frightening what's happening. There's a lot of problems right now. And, you know, I, it's not rocket science. We, we are so lucky as Republicans because we have the solutions. All of the solutions that we have are common sense. All we have to do is go out there and articulate them. And when the media tries to prevent us from talking about what we want to do because they want to keep us on issues that they think will hurt us, we just need to flip the script on them. You know, they tried to go after me for my abortion stance, and I said, I'm not radical. I want to save babies and help mothers. You guys, these pro-abortionists, want to take babies right up until the ninth month and beyond. That is radical. It, it is radical. And and I loved how you had this interaction with the CNN reporter. It was just so hilarious. I don't know why I just laughed every time I see this, where the first thing you say is, where's your mask? <laughs> and, uh, and the <laughs> CNN Plus, oh, you <laughs> have the debate on CNN Plus. Uh, it, it looks like you're having fun out there. I mean, I know you're getting a lot of attacks, but it looks like you are having a good time out there. I'm having fun. And the people who are attacking me 
uh, let me tell you, I mean, I get, I get attacked in the paper every day, but nobody's reading that paper. It's just a rag. I get a pa- attacked on the, on the local news. Their ratings are so in the toilet that no one's watching them. And so they don't have the power that they think they have. And I know that the majority of the people who work in, in local news and in the media, you know, I'm going to be honest, they're not the, the same caliber that we had 20 and 30 years ago. It's true. All the really good people with depth and knowledge and understanding, they got moved out because they made too much money and they got replaced with four or five, you know, kids fresh out of journalism school where they've been indoctrinating them and teaching them to be social activists, not journalists. So they're not that smart. It's not that hard to outsmart, a, you know, a bunch of dummies who are pushing an agenda. And, Carrie, I, I think the greatest you know issue where that's had an impact is, in fact, the White House press corps, where you're right, you had to work most of your career to get there, and now you've got kids in their 20s and 30s that are asking questions. They have, they have no historical context. They have no life experience, and I think that hurts. Yeah. I think that hurts the news coverage overall. Totally. I remember the last time I was in the White House press conference, I was there once um, under President uh, Obama because I interviewed him and under President Trump. And I looked around the room and I, I saw the hostility when they were questioning, um, you know, the Trump people. And it was totally different than the way they questioned the Obama people, by the way. Some of the same journalists, it was like totally different quest- line of questioning. And I looked around and they're all young and, you know, they nothing against young people. I, I loved being young. It was great. But I thought, wow, their biggest concern, many of these people, is probably where are we going to brunch and where are we going to go have mimosas, you know, on Sunday. They don't, they don't have depth. They don't have life experience, like you mentioned. Many of them probably don't have children in a family. And when you start having children in a family and you start raising children, you start your perspective changes, your understanding of what's really important in life changes. And I think it's a disservice to America when our, our ranks in the, uh, in the press are filled with people who are all of a certain age and don't have that life experience. We need a nice blend of people of different ages, different backgrounds, and who are ideologically diverse. I'm curious Not based to, on just skin color. Carrie, I'm curious to get your take on, on Tulsi Gabbard. You know what? I didn't know her at all. I, I'd admired her because as a, as a Democrat, she was willing to speak out when things didn't make sense. And so when I heard that she had uh, walked away from the Democrat Party. Um, her team actually reached out and said, we want to make a phone call with you, and she wanted to endorse me. And I thought, you know, that's wonderful, because we are, after all, trying to bring more people over to the Republican Party. Yeah. And we have a lot of independents. The majority of our voters in Arizona are independents. And when she said she was willing to come out and um, you know, go on the campaign trail with us, we just took her up on that offer. It was a generous offer for her to take a whole day and a night and, and show up in Arizona. We're trying to grow a new Republican Party. We want Democrats who are waking up to the nonsense of that party, who are realizing that it's not really the old Democrat Party anymore. Some leftists have taken over. We want them to join us in the Republican movement. We want independents to come over. And we want to grow the biggest Republican Party with common sense ideas, restoring our freedom and restoring our liberties and restoring the Constitution. Kerry, real quick here before we have to let you go, and we really appreciate your time. Uh, what is at stake here? Why why is this election the one that really matters? I think my election for governor, and I, I promise you, Todd, I'm not saying this because I'm in it, is the most important race in the entire country. Because what we're looking at is a border state. 
And if we let a border state fall into the hands of someone like my opponent, who is a socialist, open borders globalist, we're going to lose our country. We need to have at least one state. We got Texas is just, you know, clinging, clinging to some hope down there, just hanging by a thread. And we need Arizona. And we've got to secure this border or we won't have a country. A hundred million people want to come into America. And Joe Biden, if he's got his way, he'll let that happen. We are compassionate people, but we can't have millions of people coming here illegally anymore. It's going to uh, change our country and destroy our country. We can't afford it, frankly. And so we've got, we're at the heart of the border battle. We're at the heart of what's happening with this, um, this attempt to take down and poison our country with fentanyl. And that stems from an open border. And we're, that's why we're going to shut the border to illegal traffic in, and trafficking, I should say. And then we also are at the heart of election integrity. We're going to restore faith and honesty in our elections here. We're also at the forefront of education freedom. We've been blazing that trail for decades now, and we actually fund the student, not the system anymore. So we're going to watch as our education system gets transformed for the better down here in Arizona. You'll love this line from Politico. Uh, They said if Lake wins, she instantly has to be at the top of Trump's potential VP list. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I've been asked a lot of questions about that lately, which I'm, I'm going to be I'm just going to say thank you. I'm flattered because I've been on the campaign trail roughly 509 days. But who's counting? And, you know, it wasn't too long ago, maybe, you know, 300, 400 days in that the the mainstream media was trying to attack me. What does she know? How dare she run for office? Who the heck does she think she is? What's her qualification? And now they're saying, whoa, are we going to see you in the White House someday? So it's been a big shift. I think they're just trying to scare the people that I won't be here for the long haul. And my answer to them is, to the fake news, look, I'm not only going to be here four years and be your worst enemy, I'm going to be your worst enemy for eight years. So get ready to rumble with a governor who's actually going to do something in Arizona, and I don't care what the fake news says. Love it. All right, Carrie, we appreciate the time. Uh, Good luck to you. We're rooting for you here, and uh, you got a lot of fans all over America. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate your support, and thanks for having me on. All right, Carrie Lake, everybody, and we have a direct link to Carrie's website, uh, so if you want to figure out how you can get involved in her campaign, uh, go and check that out over at toddsterns.com. And while you are there... Just a reminder, we are wrapping up this week's fundraising efforts for Alliance Defending Freedom. And we would love for you to head over to the website, click on the ADF banner, and give what you can give. It's 100% tax deductible, and a donor, a generous donor, is literally matching every first-time gift at toddstarns.com. We'll be right back. on the road this weekend uh, heading heading to los angeles tonight i'll be emceeing the big pacific justice institute uh, gala uh, mike huckabee charlie kirk among the uh, scheduled speakers there so ought to be a lot of fun and then get back to memphis it's a quick trip uh, i'm only there for a day and then i uh, get back here sunday morning to memphis all right let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 paul in georgia what's on your mind paul Yes, sir. Uh, I've been listening to your show today. You've had a real good show. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, the Democrats, something happening before, you know, because the, they don't want to give up power. And I'm, I'm on that I'm on that wagon with you that uh, I have sit back and watched them dismantle this country and destroy things. 
for all this time, and they've intentionally done it. It's not been something in the dark. I mean, these are educated people. So I sit back and watch that. They are not going to let go of power that easy. If they see they're going to take a shellacking, which I believe they will, if a fair election goes through, they're not going to let it go through. Uh, we've seen that they'll cause all kind of disturbances, even when it comes down to bloodshed and all that. I mean, you can't put anything past these people. So uh, I believe something, uh, they'll, they'll pull out something devastating to hit America with so they can stay in power. I mean, we're going to uh, light and darkness, if you will. I believe that. I believe that they're clashing, and I believe that the Democrats uh, are not through destroying. I really believe that. Well, we, we know the game plan because they've told us the game plan, and they've implemented the game plan. And it's been very effective for them because the mainstream media is on their side. And uh, I appreciated the Carrie Lake conversation because the mainstream media is corrupt. And it is very dangerous to have a national news media that is completely in bed with the Democrat Party. We just can't have that because then you get you get a skewed sense of, of what's really going on out there. And this is why, you know, if you remember, Paul, when uh, during the riots after the George Floyd uh, situation, you had CNN reporters that were t- saying, oh, these are peaceful protests. And, man, it, was, it looked like a, a nuclear bomb had been dropped in the background. Yes, right. I, I mean, they'll stoop to anything. I mean, they'll supply them with the material so they can – they can hit people with bricks or anything. They supply them with the material so they can attack the police officers that's out there trying to keep the peace. I'm talking bloodshed. These people will stoop to anything. So uh, I'm just saying, like I say, light and darkness. You know, Jesus and the enemy, they're clashing. And uh, we really need to stay on the right side and really do our homework because it's really devastating this time. All right. Well, Paul, appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Have you heard about this? There are a couple of stories that are just weird. Uh, well, there are more than that, but two in particular that caught my attention. There is um, a, a guy in Michigan, and he called 911 the other day. It was Friday, actually, and the guy was just freaking out. And he, he said that he desperately needed help for a matter of national importance, and he said it was re- related to 911. So this guy, his name is uh, Anthony. Uh, so, oh, I'm I'm just we're going to call him Anthony C. It's an Italian last name. So Anthony and his wife Suzette, they're both 51 years old. They have two sons, a 19 year old and a 15 year old, and they disappeared from their home. So the guy calls 911, and he was freaking out. Said he he didn't know what was going on, but he had some information, some intel about 911. And now nobody can find the guy. Nobody can find the guy or his family. He was on the phone with police for over two hours, or for over two minutes, rather. He said that he needed police protection immediately. It was a vital national interest. It's related to September 11th. And, quote, people want to erase me from the face of the earth. He also told them, I'm not crazy. The guy went on to say, I'm a Christian. I just need some help then the U.S. government will take it from here. I know this sounds crazy. You don't have instructions for this. Please send someone. And then he asked if they could come with their lights off so as not to frighten his children. So the police showed up. They spoke to the guy for about 45 minutes. They checked on the wife. She's got dementia, by the way. Terrible story. 
and the police determined there was really nothing of, of, you know, no one was in imminent danger. And now they're gone. Gone. The credit cards have not been used. The sons left their cell phones behind in the house. And uh, no bank account movements, nothing. And so people are really starting to uh, freak out over this. And it reminded me of the story just the other day in Rolling Stone magazine where the FBI raided the home of a star ABC News producer who works on a lot of these big FBI cases and stories. James Meek is his name. The FBI just stormed in, raided the guy's house, and he's gone. Nobody's seen. This is back in April. And he's just disappeared. No information on social media platforms, nothing. He just disappeared. What's going on, folks? Weird stuff. Just weird stuff. All right, look, we got to scoot out of here. Been a great week. We're going to do it all over again on Monday. I want to thank Grace and Kyle and you, the great listeners of this program. You folks get out there. Have a great Friday. And whatever you do, be sure to go to church this weekend. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.